بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا عما بعد الحمد لله we continue to read through some of the speech of Imam Babahari in his book Sharh Sunnah some of the ta'liqat of Sheikh Fawzan Hafidahullah and we reached a point where we're discussing some of the sighar muhlafat and the tahdir the warning against the smaller or what regard are regarded as being the smaller affairs of bid'ah uh, narration newly invented affairs before that, if we just if, uh, before we go into that, if we just discuss and quickly recap what we discussed last week and what was the main discussion about last week regarding innovations. What did we mention last week about innovations? And what were the main points that we mentioned last week in regards to in regard or regarding the innovations? But if someone was to leave a bid'ah, they do not leave a bid'ah except what? If you leave a bid'ah, then the result of that is? That you do not leave a bid'ah except that in response to that, you leave off something from the sunnah as well. Now, or you do not embark upon a bid'ah, rather. If it takes on an innovation, then this results in them leaving off something from the sunnah. Why? Because it's not possible for the sunnah and bid'ah to coexist with one another. Now, it's not, it's not possible for bid'ah and sunnah to coexist with one another. Sheikh bin Baz, he mentions as well, in relation to the affair of da'wah, he mentions something that relates to this and how that should be given. What does he mention when he says, when he says go into a people that are upon a particular way, my friend? Upon a particular, a particular innovation. How should you present the affair to them? How do you present it? How should you present it to them? Refer them to the text first and foremost, no doubt. Refer them to the text. You don't just say leave off what you're upon. You have to mention the evidences. Now, what else? Give them something similar to what they learned from the sunnah. Exactly. Give them something to replace it with the sunnah. So they have an innovation. So they're upon a particular innovation. Now, it has to be clear that they have to be well aware that what they're upon is something that is mukhalif with sunnah. It's something that opposes the haqq. But also, he mentions that you replace it with something from the sunnah. We gave the example of the mawlid. I had a person, for example, you're discussing something, or you're discussing the mawlid with an individual. And the person says, I'll celebrate the, 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 the birthday of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi You present to him the reality that this is not from the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That in all of his years that he was alive, alayhi salatu wa he did not, he did not celebrate this. Nor are there any evidences that any of the companions after him celebrated it. 
So you, you make it clear that this is something which is mukhalif al-haqq, that is something which opposes the truth. Then alongside that, you mention the alternative. Naam, and the alternative in that, it, from, from the Sunnah is what? Not so fast on Monday because we've been talking about celebration. So what's the what's the alternative? The Eidim, the two days of Eid. That you make ta'adim of these of these days, and you give them their due rights. That the person celebrates in a manner which is in accordance with the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But they make the most of these days. They make the most of the Yom al Fitr. They make the most of Yom al Adha. Better make the most of Jum'ah. We've mentioned in the narrations that Jum'ah is taken as an Eid as well. And so, not only do you remove one affair, you remove the bid'ah from the individual, from the individual, but you tell, you give them something to replace it with. And so, this is what is mentioned by Shaykh Ibn Baz, rahimahullah, that not only do you inform of the haq, and you, and also what he mentioned as well is that you you educate the people about the Sunnah, acquaint the people with the Sunnah. How many times do you find that an individual, for example, he says, I'm attached to Fulan, he's attached to an individual. Or how do I advise so-and-so, he's attached to this individual, this individual is a Hizbi. How do you advise such an individual? And you say, and what, from the best of means, is sometimes that you don't talk about that person directly initially. However, you address the subahat that the person is upon. And you address the sunnah in regards to shubahat. And in regards to his mukhalafat, and in regards to the things that he's opposed to sunnah in. You address those things. If the person is sincere, and if the person is truthful in their claim that I want to follow the haq, if he's truthful in that claim, then he will say that I will, that I will follow the truth whenever, in whatever happens, or whoever it is with. You explain to him, these are the mukhalafats of the sunnah. But I don't mention names. Thereafter, you can mention the name. And Fulan is upon this, Lafaran. If the person is truthful, you'll follow that and leave the individual. If the person is not, then maybe he will cling to that person. You'll cling to him for the individual. So you inform the people of the sunnah. Inform the people, this is what the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is. This is how we follow the sunnah. This is the etibah of the salaf salih Because, no doubt, what you find in reality is that people that seek to oppose, they will seek to oppose the people of the sunnah by way of yani tuhmat. They will seek to oppose people of the sunnah by way of giving and throwing different forms of yani accusations. Accusations of uh, slan- and slanders, yani accusations of ghulu, uh, for example. Yani that these people are extreme. That these people, يُكَفِّرُونَ الْجَمَعَةِ muslimin That these, the Muslims, or the, the Ahlul Sunnah, these individuals that cause of Salafi, مثلاً, that they are the ones that make takfir of all the Muslims. You see this, you hear these things mentioned. However, the reality is, as Sheikh Fawzan, or Hafidullah, he mentions, that Ahlul Sunnah do, make takf- do not make takfir of anyone, except for those, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made takfir of. Uh, who Allah ta'ala has mentioned or who his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned uh, in such and such an individual if they do this then they are upon yani kufr. 
And it's not that these individuals, that the people of Hanhaq make ta'yeen whenever, at, at every single point where they talk about this one and that one is not Muslim. No, it's not the case. However, these are examples and these are things that are thrown and these are uh, accusations that are, are, are thrown in order to cause them to tanfir, cause people to disperse and flee from the people of Sunnah. It's a reality. However, as mentioned, it's about if you if you are an individual that is educating people about the sunnah first and foremost, so you acquaint the people with the truth. Then you can it becomes a lot easier for you to make the affair of batil manifest, and they understand where the batil is and they can differentiate upon what is batil. Allah Taala knows best. So now we go on to today's lesson, inshallah, and today's lesson. Uh, as we mentioned, as regards the warning, the tahdir, and the sigar, and the muhdafat. Uh, can someone read the beginning, inshallah, the, the Arabic? Tafadil. <laughs> فاضطر بذلك من أن دخل فيها ثم لم يستطع الخروج منها فأدمت وصارت دينا يدانا في يدانا وصارت دينا يدانا فيه فخالف صراط المستقيم فخرج من الإسلام سأخم أخير حاشب جميل إنجلش بسأخم so he contradicted the straight way and thus went out of the fold of Islam. Okay. And so, here, Baba Hadrimahullah, he mentions, So beware of the smaller newly invented affairs or newly invented actions from amongst the affairs. What we understand from this first and foremost that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Akmala had the deen ala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has completed this deen with his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No doubt, when we refer to Islam, I the fear of Islam itself, that Islam can be in reference to that which is am and that which is khas. Islam is something which is general and is specific. You have the general Islam I the Islam that was sent to every prophet and messenger. As Allah Ta'ala states, Indeed, I've sent to every nation a messenger with the command to worship Allah Ta'ala alone and stay away from the false deities. I this command to worship Allah Ta'ala alone. The command of staying away from the false deities. This is Islam. The affair of being upon Tawheed. The warning against shirk. No doubt, this is Islam. And so every prophet and messenger was upon Islam. Naam. And so when you hear the butlan of such individuals when they say that Islam is the last of the monotheistic religions, 
You hear this? Or it's the newest of the monotheistic religions. This is Batin. And this is false. Because Islam was the first deen and the diana of mankind. Understand as well, Barakallahu Fikum, that everyone from amongst mankind, anyone, every single individual from the Dururiyat, so from the things that are a must for an individual, is that he has some form of diana. He has some form of religiousness. Now, even the individual that says, I'm not religious. I don't follow religion. Now, he's such, he's such an individual, he still has a belief system. So as us as individuals, as mankind, just as we need to eat and drink, just as we're in need of breathing, I just want to do riyat, just as we're in need of our akul, just as we're in need of our intellects, in order to navigate life itself. Mankind, us as individuals, as mankind, we are in need of a diana, a belief system. And so, from the first, or the first of those belief systems, was Islam. That began with Adam, alayhi salam. And it's Islam, lillah. I, the one that submits to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, from Islam, I, in the general sense. And so this deen of Islam began with that which was revealed to Adam. And so thus... A Shaykh and a Shaykh Ali Nasir of Faqihi mentions that the deen of Islam was completed, in terms of revelation, was completed with a Nabiyana Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Where he mentioned, where Allah ta'ala revealed the ayah, Al-Yawm akmaltu lukum deenukum, wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati, wa raditu lukum islam adina. That today I perfected your religion for you, completed my favor upon you, and chosen Islam as your religion. So this is the completion of this, the, the, the deen of Islam. And from the, 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 the message that was sent to all the prophets and messengers before him, all the way up until the revelation that came to him. And as Shaykh mentions, Shaykh Ali Nasr, he mentions, after that ayah was revealed, then there was no revelation after it. There was no revelation after it. Before the ayah was revealed, then this was when the Prophet ﷺ performed the Hajjatul Wada'a, the, the farewell Hajj, where he engaged in, in the affair of yani, Nasiha, where he would advise, he advised his companions upon the journey for towards the, on the Hajj and during the Hajj itself. No doubt the Hajj itself contained a Nasaih, yani advices to his companions. And this was the completion of, or the beginning of the completion of the revelation, the beginning of the end, if you like, of the revelation itself. And so, with this, we understand that if the revelation is complete, I have perfected. There cannot be anything. There cannot be anything after perfection. There cannot be anything more complete after completion. So, if you understand that this religion has been perfected, if you understand this religion has been complete, ma'am. And origin, when we talk about specifically Islam, then in specific sense, we're referring to Islam that was revealed to the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi We're referring to the affair of the da'wah of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. That da'wah that began in Mecca for the thirteen years in Mecca, which was the da'wah which which was focused upon tawheed. What was upon the individual, upon the servant, was to be upon tawheed and to leave off shirk. Now, 
the, was appointed to be appointed to the lead of ship, leave of ship. Thereafter, the majority of the ahkam, i.e. the rulings in deen, were revealed when the Prophet sallallahu and his companions were in Al-Medina. <coughs> and so this is when we have the, the, the final parts of the revelation. The person is not able to oppose these things or bring anything new after these things because this is perfection, as we said. It's perfection. This is completion. And the, the point mentioned here by Baba Hari, where he mentions that the person must be wary of the smaller affairs, the smaller newly invented affairs, Naam, because these, this Amr al-Sagheer, this is small bid'ah, something that you regard as being a small bid'ah, you regard it as being small, you regard it as being minuscule. However, sayakun kabira, it will become big. Naam, this thing that you regard as being small will become big. And the Sheikh, Sheikh Rashid Ali, Sheikh Ali Nasir, Hafidahullah, he mentions, Every bid'ah began as a small affair. Every bid'ah began as a small affair. And every bid'ah essentially was a chink in the armor of a taqwa. Every bid'ah was a chink in the armor of a taqwa. It was where you found that there was a naqs in taqwa. Because a taqwa essentially, as the Sheikh mentions, is the imtithab in awamir wa ishtinab nawahi. Ishtinab nawahi. That the, the, the affair of taqwa is that the person adheres to the commands of Allah. The commands of Allah, whether they be the commands of Allah, by Allah directly, whether it be within the, the ayat or the hadith al-Qursi, the hadith al-Qursi rather. Or it is from the the commands of the Prophet Sallallahu And the commands of the Prophet Sallallahu are not for himself, but rather they are from Allah Subhanahu They do not speak from his own desires, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Rather, he spoke from revelation. And he revealed and he received revelation. This is the Prophet Sallallahu He received revelation. And so, from the affair of taqwa, is that the person adheres to the commands of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, first and foremost. From the affair of taqwa, is that the person stays away and avoids that which has been prohibited. Naam, the manhiyads, the things that have been prohibited for us as individuals. Shaykh and Shaykh Ubaid, Al-Jaguri, rahimahullah, he also mentions as well a third category from taqwa, where he mentions that from taqwa as well is ishtinab al-mushabihat. And he mentions, rahimahullah, that taqwa is also staying away from the doubtful matters. If there's a doubt. So, if a person is truly adhering to taqwa, if a person is truly adhering to taqwa, then first and foremost, He's going to adhere to the commands of Allah. For the greatest commands of Allah, no doubt, or the greatest command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a tawheed. The greatest command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to adhere to the sunnah. If the person adhering to the sunnah, 
There's nothing that can come to him from harm and evil. By way of evil and deen. Likewise as well, when it comes to the affair of taqwa, is that the person stays away from the prohibitions. The greatest thing we're prohibited from is shirk. From the things that we're prohibited from are bid'ah. Yeah, innovations. But when the person now allows for that for that nuts in taqwa, then he may allow for a newly invented affair to enter upon him. Naam Sheikh Ali. He also mentions that these uh, manhiyat, the things that have been prohibited from us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, manahana and ashia, he did not prohibit us from things except that we're able to withhold from them. We've not been prohibited from anything except that we are capable of withholding from it and not doing it. And if we do not withhold from it, then of course harm will come. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-Khaliq, is al-Hakim, al-Alim. Allah ta'ala is the one that creates, is the creator. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-wise. Allah ta'ala is all-knowing. He knows the affair of the creation. So when he, azawajal, prohibits an affair for us, first and foremost, it's within our capability to leave it. It's within our capability to leave it. That's the first thing. Second thing is that it's been prohibited for us for our maslaha, for our benefit. So when we leave off something, we leave off something because it's beneficial for us to leave it. Or um, on, the, on, the, on the reverse, that we leave off something because it's harmful for us to do it. Now, and sometimes it takes, Allahu Musta'an, it takes people to hear evidences from outside of the Nusuls for they accept that something's harmful. So they'll hear that of the Tahrim, مثلاً, the Tahrim of the Lahm al-Khanzir. They hear the Tahrim of the, of the, 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 the meat of pork and swine. And they will only really hold on to the belief that it's harmful when they see scientific papers about it, for example. When they see a scientific paper saying that if the person that eats this meat, this will bring up, this will cut off X amount of years of your life. How many times you see, I hear articles like this. That if you eat this, it's a carcinogenic, if you eat that, it's, it's something which is, can, could cause cancer. Allah has informed us of what is harmful for us. Allah has informed us what is harmful by way of the nahi. As soon as he prohibits it from us, we know it's harmful. We know it's not. It's to our detriment. We know that leaving it is for our maslaha. It's for our benefit. Wallahu a'lam. Now, and so, Sheikh Mulzani goes to mention that in relation to these smaller affairs, لا تتساهل بشيء من البدعة ولو كان صغيرا فإنه يكبر and so, when it comes to innovations, it becomes a bid'ah, then a person should not be lax now, with anything from innovation. A person should not be lax with anything from innovations. 
Because if he lacks with that innovation, understand that it will become greater. It may appear to him to be something small initially, but it will become something greater, bigger, and increase. Now, because a person has opened the door of innovation. So the person should not be lax in, re- in relation to them. And it should not be said that this had here, this is a small bid'ah. And you find that person may say, this bid'ah, this innovation is small. Shaitan may come to an individual in relation to innovation and cause the person to make maqarana with other affairs of dalala, whether it be other innovations or, or kufr even. So a person may say, uh, this innovation is not as bad as that. Mafalan, what you find now, when you hear the narrations about warning against majaz ahlul bid'ah, the warning against sitting the people innovation, or the warning against being in their company, or the warning against that if you're with them, then you're from them. Mafalan. Or if you're not with us, then you're against us. If you're, not, if you're not with us, then you're against us. You hear these generations. And then the person will say, an individual may say, He may regard this affair of being minuscule by saying that that was in relation to the Jamia. That was in relation to the Asha'ira. That was in relation to the Qadriya. What they was upon was worse. So we should not make tadbib. <coughs> so we should not implement these narrations upon individuals of today. You hear people say these things. You hear someone say, yes, I know so-and-so, he's upon innovation. I know so-and-so, he's fallen into this error. Yes, that qa'ida that this person said, we know this qa'ida is not correct. But we cannot say that he's the same as so as these individuals here. No one's saying that. No one's saying that, for example, the errors of those individuals that are falling that are falling into errors today are the same as those that have fallen into errors before. But what we are saying is that the person has to remain ala hazar. The person has to remain upon that state of cautiousness. And as, as I said, the person may say that you cannot be, you cannot make hajj of such an individual. You can't boycott such a person just because he made a qaida. It's not that he like he denied, denied the names attributes of Allah. It's not like he said that the Quran is the claim of Allah. These people are worse. But this is this maqarana is or this comparison is outside of its place. As us as individuals, when it comes to having that. Jealousy for our deen. And when it comes to having that caution, when it comes to innovation, we are cautious with every single innovation. Rather as well, the when, when you address the affair of innovation, and when you look at innovations, and where they, maybe where they end up is one thing. However, where they start is that they have some form of comparison to the haq. Ma'am, there's some form of comparison to the haq. For example, for example, at the Shia, in the Shiism, now, 
Shizm didn't begin with these individuals beating themselves to pieces on the 10th of Muharram. Let me begin with that. Naam. Do you know where Shashayot began? Or what it began with? In the Shiism. What, where did it begin? What, or what was the, how did it appear? What should we say? Because didn't it begin, as like I said, didn't it begin with these individuals now that pray three times a day, deny parts of the Quran, beat themselves on a specific day of the year? Didn't begin with that. Where did it begin? No one knows. Something to do with the Khulafar Rashidin. Preferring Ali over Uthman. Prefer preference of Ali or Uthman. Now, preference of Ali over Uthman. Mukhalafat al Jama'ah. So, it's opposed to Jama'ah. Now, but this was just this was an affair that was much smaller than what you see now. It began with that they had they preferred Ali over Uthman. So they had they held Abu Bakr to the stand, to the station and the status that he was due. Likewise Umar But when it came to Uthman, they said Ali, they put they preferred Ali over Uthman. This was the Shayyot. This was what Shayyot did. The, 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 the beginnings of it. Naam. And so imagine now, you say that this is a small affair, but it doesn't remain like that. Because the reality is, is that any form of innovation is something which is inspired by shaitan. And then shaitan does not leave you upon that small affair. Shaitan does not leave you with that one thing. You may leave you as an individual upon that one thing, but those that follow you will continue to add, add, and add, and add. As Sheikh Hosan is mentioning. That he's mentioning that when it comes to innovations, you have an affair of yani, misguidance. But then what comes after is an idafa. So you have an addition to it. Then an idafa, then an addition to it. Naam. And so... The, the reality of his innovation is that they resemble the haq. A person may see about these individuals. What's wrong with these individuals? Why are you so harsh with these people? You, you might hear someone say, Naam. They believe about the same things that we believe about Abu Bakr. They believe the same things that we believe about Umar. Naam. They don't, make, they don't even make Seb of Uthman. They just mentioned that he, the Ali Shiloh came first. Is that clear the, 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 the manner in which, in which these things appear? And why they have to be dealt with and warned against and the, 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 the haq is made clear and manifest from its beginnings so that these things are not seen as anything of great harm. And so it cannot be said that these, this is a bid'ah sagheera. This is a small... Bidah. Now this this is a small this is just a small innovation. This should, this this ibadah should never be said. Rabbi the Shaykh mentioned bid'ah miflul jamra. And so bid'ah is like the embers. The embers of a fire. Now even if it's small. 
فهي تكبر حتى تحرق البيت. And so the Sheikh, Sheikh Fozan has given the similitude of the small ember of the flame or the embers from the fire. Now, if you have the small embers of the fire, what is appointed to do with that is to put it out, extinguish it. You know, a person says, no, it's only small sparks. Now, it's only small sparks, small embers. Leave it. It's not, it's not a fire, is it? But reality is, is that a lot of fires come from Maybe small embers. And these small sparks. And it should not be viewed as something that doesn't harm. Rather, if you leave these small embers, now these embers, this, jam, this jamra, becomes the fire to Hirak al-Bayt. It becomes the fire which causes the house to be engulfed in flames. And the fire begins in the, in the whole house. Or mature, or ballad kullahu, or whether it was in person's place of business, could cause a fire the whole person's place of business, or the whole land. Naam. And thus, he mentions the bait, wa mu'adhaban nari min mustasgharil sharari. And the majority of the fire comes from. Irregarding or regarding as the, or it being minuscule, the sparks. Regarding the sparks to be minuscule things. Majority of fires come from regarding the sparks as being minuscule, being small sparks. Now, how many times a person will say, just leave, just leave, it's not important. Now, so it's important when it comes to innovations and mukhalafat al-haq, someone opposing the haq, that it's not, you look at it independently and you address it independently. And this is mukhalafa, so we address it as a mukhalafa, something which is in the opposition. We don't address it in the context of greater things or things that are worse. Because those things that are worse, rather, came from those smaller things as well. So rather, you, you deal with it as they come. Allah ta'ala, a'alam. Now, for later, how and biha, bel, yusud al bab al bid'ah. نهائياً وقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إياك ومحدثات الأمور And so the person is not lax when it comes to these innovations. Rather, he closes the door upon the innovations in its totality. As the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم mentioned and beware of the newly invented affairs. إياكم تحذير المحدثات البدع مطلقا سواء كانت محدثات صغيرة أو محدثات كبيرة لم يستفني رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم شيئا من البدع فنهي نعم فنهيه عام في جميع البدع and so the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when he said وإياكم ومحدثات الأمور نعياكم ومحدثات الأمور يعني beware of the newly invented affairs this إياكم this warning this تحذير it was a warning against the innovations in its totality. Whether they were muhdafat, whether they were newly invented affairs which were small, or whether they were newly invented affairs which were bigger. The Messenger of Allah did not mention any form of exception. 
Naam, when the case is innovation. So his prohibition was one which was um, one which was general. And likewise, Kedha, <coughs> his statement, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَالشَّرْعُ And the most evil of the affairs are the newly invented affairs. And the most evil of the affairs are the newly invented ones. He did not mention that this tithna. يعني الشرم ومحدثاتها يعني إلا صغيرة يعني. Also, evil affairs are the newly invented ones, except if they're small. Or except if they are minuscule, if they're minor. No, all the newly invented affairs are the most evil of the affairs. And understand when it comes to, when you reflect upon dolala, a lot of the time the dolala will come as small, small affairs. And it's upon the person to have hirfs. The person to have hirfs when it comes to, and you be steadfast and ardent when it comes to knowing the means of the shayateen to lead a person astray. What's the greatest thing that, the, that the, as Ibn Qayyim mentions, yani steps that the shaytan will take to lead a person astray? What's the greatest thing that the shaytan will try to call the person to in leading them astray? The greatest thing, of course, is what? Shirk al-Kufr. So he'll try to lead the person to shirk al-Kufr, to lead them astray. If he cannot get them with the shirk al-Kufr, then what? Bid'ah. Innovations. Naam, you try to get them with the innovations. If you can't get them with the innovations, then what? Major sins. The major sins. Why is it the major sins? Or why is it the bid'ah he, he stri- the shaitan seeks to strive before the major sins? With the sin? The sin you can attack from the bid'ah you take it as deen. Naam, when it comes to the bid'ah, the person regards it as being deen. He regards it as being himself doing something which is يعني, action of taqarrub, an action of taqarrub, drawing near to Allah. So the shaitan will try to get the person with that first and foremost because the person is less likely to make tawbah from that until I, if the affair is made clear to him. When it comes to the sin, the person knows it's a sin. And if it's a major sin, even the major sin, he knows it's a major sin. So if the person is granted tawfiq by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he will repent from that. But shaitan seeks to lead the person straight by way of major sins. What is a major sin? Or how do you know a sin is a major sin? It has a specific punishment. It has a specific punishment where? Like what, where which, which about? Dunya, Akhira, Barzakh? In? In this life and the next. If you hear of a punishment in this life and the next, likewise as well, how do you know something may be a major sin? There's a specific punishment mentioned about it. What else? Uh, curse, curse of Allah. Curse of Allah. La'an of Allah. Something else as well. There's been tawbah from it. No. But how do you know? Something else that is also mentioned as well is if there is a comparison with the shayateen. That this is from the action of the shayateen. Now, something that's from the action of the shayateen. Or the, the, the ikhwan of the shayateen. You are brethren, brethren with the shayateen. Now, if the person does these particular actions, so if now the shaytan doesn't, doesn't able to get you with the the amur kabira, now the grade them the major sins, then what? The minor sins. Now the minor sins, the sagha'ir al-amur. 
But not only the sarayid, but what though? Israr, ma'am. That the person is continuous upon the minor sins. The person is continuous upon minor sins. So, if the shaitan cannot get you with the minor sins, then what? Doubts, not necessarily doubts, but doubts cause doubts is what cause these are all doubts, if anything. And what causes these things. Leaving off the mustahabbat. Leaving off that which is mustahab. Leaving off the mustahabbat. If not give you leaving off mustahabbat, then what? Engaging in? Engaging in the mubah too much. Now I'm overly indulging in the mubah. Why? Why is this? If it was Mubah, why is this from the Shaitan? Because he wants to occupy you with stuff that doesn't get you any reward. No. Because occupying you with that, that does not increase you in Iman, increase you in Taqarrub. So occupies you with that, which is, is it, it, may sound, it may be enjoyable, and you're not, going to, you're not going to be sinful for it, but it's occupying you with that, which is not beneficial for your Akhirah. No. And if he cannot get you with that, then what? Finally. The lesser of the good deeds. Now, so they're good deeds. They're both good deeds. However, there's one action which is better than the other. The shaitan will want you to do that one which has less benefit than the other. Now, the shaitan may want you to do that, that action which has less benefit than the other. This is an example. This is examples of how the shaitan work in terms of the ibad and that the person must be harith and that this is why the person should not regard any any affair that is mukhalif al-haq as being too small now how many times do you hear this dimensioning someone saying in a masala that is it haram now is it haram for me to do this so you say ah you know, leave that. Don't do that. It's not befitting. Someone says, is it haram? The reality is, some of our mashayikhs used to mention that the companions, they would ask, what actions can I do? And what actions from the mustahabbat can I, what more actions can I do of ibadah? Naam. Well, in asaf, as time goes on, the people start to ask, what can I get out of? I, do I have to do that? Am I sinful if I leave it? But the act, the issue should be: What is the the the, the fuddle, Where's the fuddle in what I do? Where is the most beneficial action for me to do? This is where the person really benefits. This is when the person really strives near to Allah, because all he's thinking about is what can I do? Not not can I do this? Can I get away with this? Is this halal? Now is it is it permissible for me to do? As we mentioned. From these means of shaitan is that he will just busy you with the things that may be permissible for you to do, but it's not beneficial for you to do. It's not the best thing for you that with your time. And that is the best commodity that we have as a band. The best commodity that we have is our, is our time. And so, going back to our topic of today, when we have these newly invented affairs, newly invented, the newly invented affairs, if a person regards it as being small, then this is the madkhal of the shaitan. This is the means of entry, the door of entry to the shaitan. 
where he will begin to call you to that which is worse and worse and worse and worse. And this is from the tariqah of the shayateen, as we mentioned here. Naam, the tariqah of the shayateen is to call you to the worst thing first and foremost. If he's able to, then he, then it, it's, it's, he sufficed. But then he'll try to get lesser and lesser and lesser and lesser, but still call you to that which is, that is not beneficial to you. Example, another example of that, which was mentioned just uh, as it came to mind, is something where it came to, it come to the wasawis of the shayateen, uh, the whispers of the shaytan. And uh, Shaykhana, Shaykh Abdullah Bukhari, he mentioned this kissa of an individual. He mentioned this kissa of the individual where he would make wudu so much, I just wish was, he make wudu so much that um, when he would leave that bathroom, his whole foe was covered in water. His whole foe was covered in water. I remember, I remember him mentioning him, him narrating this kissa at the time. And there was uh, maybe some of the tulab in the gathering, they started to laugh a bit. Maybe they, you know, you're imagining a person coming out of the bathroom covered in water. And Sheikh Sheikh Abdullah, he mentioned, it's not an affair, it's not a laughing matter. Rather, such an individual, I fear for his Islam, he mentioned. Because uh, the shaitan is not going to just whisper to you about yani, your wudu. Dr. Wissler just whispered to you about your wudu. And the shaitan went, went on to elaborate. He mentioned, Allah, that if a person just whispers about their wudu, then they're going to doubt, they're, they're essentially doubting the validity, the validity of their wudu. Hence why they keep doing it over and over and over again. They're doubting the validity of their wudu. They're doubting they've washed every body part. If they doubt the validity of their wudu, then what is that going to mean? They're going to doubt what? The validity of their salah. They're going to doubt the validity of their salah. If they just doubt the validity of their salah, then they're going to doubt what? Their Islam. They're going to doubt the validity of their Islam. If such a person doubts the validity of his Islam, this is a person that may, may cause an individual to despair and say, <coughs> and believe that this deed of Islam is one of hardship, one mashatta, and have this enter into his heart, where he will feel like there's no action he can do it, except that he is destined to be doomed. And then such a person will leave off all actions of ibadah, leave off Islam, leave off all the affairs of deen. And it began, it will begin with the person question wudu. But lead to that. Begin with something smaller, relatively small. I want action of ibadah. And lead to that. And this is something that me personally, I've witnessed with my own eyes. An individual would, would this individual would question his wudu. Question his wudu. Have wasawis about his wudu. And he would in, and he would allow the wasawis of the shayateen to cause him to despair about his wudu. And such this individual now is not Muslim anymore. <coughs> Left the fold of Islam with Yad Billah. May Allah guide him. But this is the, as we mentioned, as we go going back to the topic of today, this is the madkhal of the shayateen and the madkhal of the sharp. It may begin as something small. But it doesn't mean that it will remain as something small. 
And so it's, a, it's best that it is extinguished whilst it is still something small. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Now, the Sheikh goes on to mention, and so, likewise, the innovations. Likewise, when it comes to the innovations that have been newly invented amongst this ummah, that its beginnings were, yani, small, small affair. And it was something which was resembling the truth. Thus, it caused the people to be deceived by it. So those that entered into that, that bidah, I took on that innovation, they were deceived by it. And they were not able to leave it there, thereafter. But they were deceived and they regarded that as being true. And this is why we refer to these things as shubuhat. And it's because it's shabihan, it's resemblance of the haq. Naam. These actions begin as something small. These actions begin as something small and resemble the truth. If you look at the affair of, the, for example, the Sufis, the Sufiya, where does the word Sufiya come from? Anyone know? What's Suf? Where is Suf? Now, wool. Now, wool and clothing. Now, and so. This woolen clothing was regarded as being the clothing of those that are upon zuhud. Naam. Those that are, have absence from the dunya. Those that weren't engaged with the dunya. If we refer to zuhud now, and we talk about zuhud, zuhud is something which is mahmud. Zuhud is something which is praiseworthy. Naam. However, it begins as something which resembles the truth. I understand in that regard, zuhud. And when you look at the ghulat sufiya now, there's something which is absolutely far removed from the truth. Now, absolutely far removed from the truth. People dancing in the, within their massages and all the rest of that. But it began with this affair of Zuhud, and now they're the furthest from Zuhud. Now, rather they've made Zuhud from the Haq. And so this is why you have the statement of Ali ibn Talib as well, where he mentions the Kalimatul Haq, Ribihab Batin. Kalimatul Haq Uribiha Batin. Naam. That the Kalimatul Haq is a statement of truth. However, it is intended for Batin. The person may make a statement of truth. However, its intent is falsehood. And so that's how, as well, you find the innovations enter upon the people. Why? Because with that Kalima, they don't intend for the people to be upon haq. Naam. But they intend for you to be on batin. And so when people call the people that are seeking to be upon the truth, and possibly, they will call them in a manner which will, uh, which will entice them or which they will incline towards. So they have to use the haq. Hence why when you find individuals now from the people of misguidance and innovation they will quote if they want to speak to the Salafiyyin they will quote yani, the scholars of, of Ahlul Sunnah 
They will say Sheikh Ufaymin said. They will say Sheikh bin Baz said. They will say Sheikh Al-Bani said. And that he was with us. And these are the same people that were speaking about them when they were alive. Now, same individuals from the same Jama'ah. But after their death, they seek to lead the people astray with the statements of the scholars. And the kalimat of the scholars. And misconstruing the kalimat of the scholars. Or, if they can't be bothered to misconstrue, just lying upon the scholars. This is what is done. And this is not something that you'll find over the years. We are scholars now. And I preserve them. After their deaths. You find the people of Barton, the people of desires, starting to quote from them in relation to that. Starting to quote from them in order to take the people away from the truth. Hence why as well it's upon us to be attached to the Haq and not the people. So that when a person comes and says, this is the same of Fulan, if they say, whoever... Kain mankind, whoever it may be, that has made that statement, because we're acquainted with the Haq, it doesn't matter who's made that statement, because we are acquainted with the Haq. And we're not going to allow whoever made the statement to waver us upon that Haq. Because our Islam is not attached to individuals. Our Islam is attached to the Nusus, to the text, and the Faham of the Salaf. And so when a person does seek to entice or flatter with the words of the scholars and those those that we respect and those that we love for their for their istikama, when they seek to entice us with that, then it's layer to haraka sakin, as they say. There's no movement from us. Well we do not we do not pay them any attention. Why? Because we know this is Mukhalif al Haq. Whether or not our Sheikh, our scholar said it or not, is is neither here nor there. Rather it's the it's opposed to the truth, so we leave it. Now, and so, the Sheikh Fawzali goes to the submission, Al-Fitr, Al-Awwal, Ma hadathat fil-umma bi-sababa tasahul ma'al-ahal al-ifsad, hatta aathu fil-ard fasada, wa ghasalu adma'gad shabab wal-awam, wa hashu min al-shar. And so when the, 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 the trials and tribulations began in Islam, it began by way of a tasahul. A tasahul. Now that the people were lax when it came to the ahlul ifsad, and the people of corruption. Now, and if you have tasahul, the people of corruption, if you are lax with the people of corruption and you're negligent with the people of corruption, then it's going to call, allow them to continue to spread their corruption. It's going to continue to spread their corruption. And this affair of refuting the Bartil, clarifying the truth, no doubt it's been deen. It's been amal bin ma'roof and nahir munkar asr bin usooli deen. I, we have to clarify the truth. If the truth has come to us, we have to clarify that truth. Because the reality is, is that again, as we said, it's from deen. 
So if we remain silent, what that allows for is that the person begins to spread that further and further and further. Are we meant to be to sit back and just be an audience, be spectators as we see the person spreading Barton amongst the people? As we said last week, that a person does not come with a qaida. We're referring to Ali Hassan al-Halabi with his false qawaid. Or Abu Hassan al-Barbi with his false qawaid. Or Ibrahim al-Rahid with his false qawaid. Whoever. A person does not come with false qawaid except that they want that to be implemented after them. What they want those qawaid to be implemented after them, principles to be implemented after them. Naam. So, for example, just to, just to mention one example of a qaida, where Ali Hassan al-Halabi said that لا تجعل خلاف في بيننا سببا للخلاف بيننا لا تجعل خلاف في غيرنا سبب الخلاف بيننا So do not make our differing about someone other than ourselves a reason for us to differ amongst ourselves. Now, first and foremost, this speech is speech which appears to be fair-seeming. Let's not, let's not have differing amongst ourselves. We differ about someone else. Why should we differ amongst ourselves? Now, however, such a principle essentially is just a rewording of the initial principle of the Khwani Muslimin. Al-Ma'adhra wa ta'awun. That we leave off that which we disagree upon and we come together upon what we agree upon. Essentially, in this regard, the thing that we disagree upon is this individual. But we disagree upon him about regarding usul, a deen. So we cannot just leave off that fact that we disagree about this person and usul, a deen. Does that make sense? Is that clear? So now, if we say that we, don't, we can't leave off that disagreement, what we understand from that now as well is that when it comes to a person, if he took on that qaida, then it would mean that I can be friends with this individual. This individual, okay, he speaks about the rulers, but me and you can still be friends. I'm going to walk with this individual. I'm going to sit with this individual. He speaks about the rulers. It's not great, but we can still be friends. Me and you can still be friends. It's not the way of the seller. This is, what the, this is not the tatbiq of the manager of the salaf. This is not application of the manager of the salaf. When it comes to the ma'am of ahlul bid'ah. However, and when implemented, it produces this manhaj al-afyah. As manhaj, yani, open, wide, vast, and accommodating. So this is what we understand. When we understand, when we cut the things off from its, from its root as well, and leave it, and cut things off from its beginnings, is so that it cannot be implemented thereafter as well. The principles cannot be implemented thereafter. Going all the way back to what we mentioned before as well, about the, the station and the status of the companions, is that we defend the companions, no doubt, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised them. And they are thiqat, all them udul. But also, if we allow for the person to make sub of the companions, then what does that allow for? What did we mention? It's going back a few weeks. It's about the Prophet and essentially what then? Islam. Because if you make seb of those, the rawats 
are the narrators, the first narrators of Islam. And the deen that came to the Prophet Sallallahu Now, if you throw doubt upon these individuals, then not only throwing doubts upon them, you want to throw a doubt, up, you want it opens the door for you to try and throw doubt upon the Prophet Sallallahu It opens the door for you also to throw doubt upon what they're narrated. And what they're narrated is nothing but deen. And this is why we mention that when it comes to the enemies of Islam, from amongst them, the Mustashriqeen, like the Orientalists, that the Orientalists, they may speak about the Prophet Sallallahu in their, some of their writings, now I'm in some of the evil speech, but what you find the majority of the writings are about are who? The Sahaba, the companions. Large amounts of their writings about the companions, trying to cause people to doubt about the companions. Why? Because they seek to enter through a particular door. As we mentioned, these are, the, these are from, the, from the means of the shayateen. When we're referring to the shayateen, it can be the shayateen of insult jinn. And that the shayateen will want to come at the particular path, causing the people to flee from, from the greater. This is something that occurs at every single level. So when it comes to these minor affairs, or what is regarded as being minor affairs, if you allow it to grow, then it will cause greater harm on Allah Ta'ala. Knows best. Naam. Thereafter, the Shaykh he goes to mention that when it comes to bidah, a person cannot be free of bidah except by way of having ilm al nafi, except by way of ilm al nafi, beneficial knowledge. Ilm al nafi has been Rajat, Ibn Rajat. Mentions, Rahimahullah, ilm al nafi is knowledge which is acted upon. It's not just knowledge which is which is governed. Knowledge which is acted upon. Amaladi laysa indahu ilm, fahada yal jarif ma'al bid'ah. Wa yudhunna had tayyibah. Lenahu la yadri al bid'ah. As for the one that does not have knowledge, then he will be taken by innovations. Naam. He'll be taken by way of those innovations. And he will regard it as being tayyib, he will think it as being something good. Why? Because he doesn't know about innovations. Because he does not equip himself with knowledge, beneficial knowledge. He doesn't equip himself with knowledge, then act upon it. All he knows is that he's doing this action, he likes it, he thinks it's good. Naam, but he does not equip, doesn't equip himself with beneficial knowledge. Hence, why it's important the person that hears the command of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Where he mentions فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي وَسُنَّةِ خُلَفَاءِ الرَّاشِدِينَ الْمَهْدِيِينَ So upon you is my sunnah And the sunnah of the right legality خُلَفَاءِ يعني thereafter هَذَا هُوَ الَّذِي يَعْسَمْ مِنَ الْبِدْعَةِ This is the individual that will be free From innovation And protect himself from innovation وَهَذَا يَحْتَاجَ الْعِلْمِ So a must that a person has knowledge and he has understanding of the deen of Allah. And so due to that, you find that the Salaf, who had the greatest understanding of deen from amongst the Ummah, this Ummah, we understand this, we know this. The best understanding, those who understood the, the deen the best, were the Salaf. That's why we say we're Salafi, we want to follow them and their understanding. So when they had that, with the fact that they had the greatest understanding, we, under, we look upon that and we see that they were the individuals 
that were the most stern when it came to warning against its innovations. Warning against innovations. And warning against his people. Now, and so, this is due to the fact that they are aware that this, this, these innovations would draw the people, drag the people into fitting, drag the people into yeah, the trials and tribulations. If the people became busied with these innovations. Now, and so, these innovations and these newly invented affairs, they occur when it comes to the greater of them, or the smaller of them. And so, when it came to these Salaf, then they were well aware of the innovations. They were there from the Quran Mafaddala. These were the generations, either these the, the preferred and the, the best of the generations. They did not accept anything and allow for anything of innovation. And we know this and their status due to the fact that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions, خَيْرُكُمْ كَرْنِي ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يُلُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يُلُونَهُمْ The best of you are my generation, then those that follow them and those that follow them. لَأَنَّهُمْ مَا كَانُوا لِتَسَاحَلُوا مَعَ الْبِدْعَةِ they did not used to be not used to be in the individuals that were lax when it comes to, when it came to yani innovations. Rather, they were in the, they were people that were coweed, strong upon the truth, busied upon the truth from these generations, the best of generations. And they had, yani they would strive against innovations and strive against yani all forms of, of evil. Now, and so we find that there's fitan that will occur amongst the Muslims. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has preserved this deed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with his fathers, preserved this deed by way of the one that adheres to the way of the Salaf of this Ummah. And even if you find that the people fall into the innovations and the people fall into these fitan, Allah SWT will replace them with another that were better. As Allah Ta'ala states, When to wallow yastabdil qawman ghayrakum thumma la yakunum amthalakum. And if they, naam, and if they were to turn away as the people, naam, as the people were to turn away, then they will be changed and they will be replaced with other than them that were not like them in their manner of returning away from the truth. Or as Allah Ta'ala mentions, for so for yet Allah be coming, you hibbuhum, we hibbuna. Or Allah Ta'ala will replace them with a people that love him, or replace them with people that he loves and they love him. فَاللَّهُ لَا يُدِيعُ دِينَهُ لَكِنْ نَحْنُ الَّذِينَ نَدِيعُ 
And so, there's no loss with Allah Ta'ala in terms of deen. If a person leaves, if a person abandons the hut, he abandons the hut. That's his loss. The loss is for us if we abandon that truth. The loss is not with Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. The loss is with us. And so, it's upon these innovations that if, when it comes to these innovations, it's upon these those that, that have these new limited affairs, that we don't have to sahul with them. We don't lax with them. We don't have to samuh. I to samuh when we say, okay, you do this innovation, but make sure you don't do that one. Okay, you're going to profit so that before it's birthday, let's make sure you don't dance. Make sure you don't listen to the music in the day. That's that. It's all mukhalafat. So we treat it as mukhalafat. We treat it as opposition to the haq. Now, thereafter, uh, Baba Hari mentions, فَعَظُمَتْ وَصَارَتْ دِينًا يُدَانُ بِهَا And so it becomes greater and it becomes deen for these individuals. That they seek to take this as a deen, as a way of practice. And if a person is left upon these innovations, to see it here, deen. It becomes deen thereafter. If you contemplate the practice of many individuals, regardless of who, who they are, where they're from, but a person does an, an action that opposes the haq, that person may regard that action as being something good. He sees that as being deen. He sees that action as being an action of deen. And that action began from somewhere though. That's the point. And its mansha, its beginning point, was not with the Prophet That's the important point as well. It's not with the Prophet Because if it's with the Prophet it's sunnah. We take the action ourselves and we act upon it. But its mansha, its beginning point, was after the Prophet you find these actions, any action, it would be the action that you find with the Janatis, or the actions that people do when they move into new homes. Naam. Or the actions that people do when they celebrate particular celebrations. Or the actions that people do when they, they, they pray they pray some particular prayers that don't exist. All of these things, they, they, they began from somewhere. But when it begins, Naam, over generations, people lose their way. People, people engage in knowledge less. And so this now becomes something of deen. This now becomes an action of deen. And with that as well, as we mentioned, once a person engages with an innovation, that will cause an action of sunnah to be removed from them as well. So they regard this thing of being deen, but that which is khayr, wa ahsan lahum, that which was better for them to do after the action of Sunan, they leave that. Because they're busied with the bid'ah. So they've left that off. Now, and so, what we understand, like, لَيْسَ مَعْنَا هَذَا عَنَّ الدِّينِ 
بل يقوم الناس آخرون في بقاعة ثانية أو في بلد آخر يقيد الله لهذا الدين من من ينصره. And so we understand that once with these innovations, we don't understand from that that with these innovations now that it's going to remove the it's going to remove the deen in totality. Of course not. We understand that Ahlul Haq, the types of Mansura will always remain. And we know that affairs of deen that we will find that there will be agendas at the head of every century. So we know that the affair of deen will always be there. However, it may be a case that innovations overcome a certain people or a certain location. And then it's a must that the deen is supported and, and the, the deen and victory for the deen comes about in another location where they seek to call the people to the truth. Allah Sa'ala knows best. And so, Likewise, as mentioned, وَجَاءَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ أَنَّهُ فِي الْآخَرِ الزَّمَانِ تُؤْتَغَذُ الصُّنَرِ بِدْعًا وَبِدْعًا سُنَرًا حَتَّى إِذَا غُورِرَتْ يُقَالْ غُورِرَ الدِّينِ وَإِذَا أَنْكَرَتْهَا قَالُوا تُنْكِرَ الدِّينِ This innovation found in Sunan Darami. So, as mentioned in the hadith as well, that there will come a time, an end of time, where the sunan, actions of sunan, are regarded as being bidah, are regarded as being innovations. And innovations are regarded as being sunan. To the extent that if it is changed, these innovations are changed, then it will be said that you've changed something of deen. And if they are to be warned against and rejected, then it will be said you are awarded and rejected something of deen. Now, this narration is found in the Sunnah of Darami and the Masnaf of Abdul Razak, Al-Sama'ani, and Ibn Abi Shayba, Masnaf as well. And so, this is Allah Ta'ala's best, is what we, we witness now. When it comes to action of Sunnah from people, they will say that this action is, yani, mukhalif. It's extreme. Depending on who you speak to, some people say it's extreme. Some people say it's too lax. We speak to the extremists, they'll say you're too lax with the action of Sunnah. We speak to those that are that fall short in relation to Sunnah, they'll say that you're extreme with the action of Sunnah. It depends on who you speak to. However, it's become a time where the truth has become bartered amongst the people and the bartered become the truth. Now, and finally, Baba Hali mentions, فَخَالَفَ الصَّلَاةِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ فَخَرَجَ الْبِلِسْلَامِ So such individuals, when they take this as deen, a bid'ah as deen, then they have left and they oppose the straight path of the Salat al-Mustaqim and they've left Islam. يَنَّا صَاحِبُ الْبِدَعِ يَتَجَارَ بِهِ الْعَمَرِ حَتَّى يَكُولَ دِينَهُ كُلُّهُ بِدْعًا يَخْرُجْ مِنَ الْإِسْلَامِ and he, he, he continues upon that way. So the person of innovation, the person that has fallen into innovation, he continues upon that way until everything he does is innovation. Or everything he does is based upon innovation. 
and to the extent that he leads with Islam. Because now, when we refer to bid'ah, it's not just small action that we refer to, of course not. When we're talking about bid'ah innovations, then we are referring to not just the small actions, but bid'ah makafara as well. Innovations, which are makafara, innovations which lead or upon or the person is upon kufr by way of those innovations. So this began here. Something small. And led to this, 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 until the person was upon something greater. And that thing that they're upon is kufr. Now, going back to the example we mentioned, the example of Tashayot. The example of Shiism. Where it began with just giving presidents to Uthman over Ali. Presidents to Ali over Uthman, rather. Giving presidents to Ali over Uthman. And then wasn't it become what you see today? Where people make take fear of some of the companions. And make shatam and make sab of the companions, speak ill of the companions. So that didn't begin there, it began with something much smaller. Until the basis, the asal of what they were upon was innovation. And so thus it was kufr. And the person leads us forward of Islam by way of that. Now, to the extent that nothing remains from his deen from the sunnah. So nothing from the sunnah remains, nothing from his deen remains from the sunnah. You cannot recognize anything in his practice which is from the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inshallah, we'll conclude with that point there. Barakallahu feekum, ikhwah. Wa jazakum Allahu khayra. Wa sallallahu wa barak. Ala nabiyyina Muhammad. وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم